to all my guys, gals, and non-binary pals of audio podcast land, and welcome to another episode of Duskvale, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast. I am your lore keeper for this amazing adventure, Mikey. I am the founder of D- of the Vibe Tribe Productions. You can follow me all over the social medias at Pop Culture Geek at various iterations. You can also follow all of us collectively here at Vibe Tribe Productions, where we have lots of actual play podcasts and a couple of pop culture ones. So we got a little something for everybody. As always, I am joined by my amazing cast of players. So really quickly, we're going to go through introductions. I'm going to have them introduce themselves, plug any socials and projects. Also, tell us who they are playing, their playbook. And then the question that I want everyone to answer tonight, across all of mythology, fictional movies, television shows, what is your favorite type of monster? (laughs) I will answer last after my players do theirs. So, eeny, meeny, miny, moan, just because he wasn't ha- here for last session, John, you shall be the first to go. Oh my gosh, you ask such a rabbit hole of a question and then make me go first. My name is John Crossway. I am a fight choreographer, theater teacher. I'm on a lot of, playing a lot of characters here at the Vibe Tribe. I'm having a blast. Go check those out when you have a chance. I'm playing a character who has no name yet. You will find out the name as you continue listening tonight. And uh, my, I, my head immediately, for monsters anyway, my favorite is are the Deadites from the Evil Dead franchise. That's where my yes. head goes. As far as like when I think zombie, I don't think reanimated corpses. I think the evil through other corpses. But I'm sure if you asked me tomorrow, I'd have another answer or another thing. But that's usually where I tend to go immediately. Love it. Next up is going to be Dakota. I am Dakota Orishira. I'm playing Max Calaveras, our spellslinger in this campaign. You can also find me over on ADH Adventures on Mondays, playing in Gods of War Phase 2, as well as here in Vibe Tribe, playing in Call of the Deep, Tavern Tales, The Academy. What am I forgetting? I'm forgetting one. A bunch Crystal of City. Crystal <laughs> City. Thank you. That one. Yeah. Favorite. So a lot of things ran through my head. And I'm sure the answer would change like five minutes from now. But the one I stuck with being the stereotypical fucking nerd I am is uh, dragons yeah you nerd i'm just kidding (laughs) but that is an excellent choice and because you technically are playing a dragon it's been a lot of fun to watch (laughs) not yet not yet yeah but do you if you're gonna go nerd do you have to go type of dragon though so it does vary i think it really depends on like the setting i think different dragon types work well with different settings i do eastern iteration a lot like linky bodies like wyvern type yeah they're cool not quite weird, but yeah, like angry and evil or like Falcor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love that. Alrighty, next up is gonna be Connor. That's me. Hi everyone. I'm Connor. I am found on this Vibe Tribe stuff. I'm doing I'm playing as Delta, the reborn way of mercy monk in a Walk Among Gods. I'm also playing as Eric Colmena in Lighthearted, and I am playing Danny Calaveras, the spooky, here in Duskvale. You can try and find me on social media. You won't. You can try, and I believe in you, and uh, I think that's what matters there at the end. So I, just like with my homie John, do enjoy me some Deadites, some B-movie monsters. However, I do have to give a shout-out to my all-time favorites, which are that you put anything in a big, like, oversized kind of thing, whether that's a giant ant or blob from the 50s, all the way up to some gojira level cool stuff that's my thing i love it love it too much i love the fact that you just dropped in a blob reference 
Oh, yeah. I love you so much for that. I love you too. Always. Like most yes. people, I know the Blob is like that vague. You have this vague memory of the movie as like a kid, and you're like, "Fuck on this movie!" Like you, the vague memory seemed really good in your memories. Then you go and watch it. I was like, "Wow, this is really a piece of crap." I don't know oh, if it was. I don't know if it was different for any of y'all, but that was a movie that you. That was one of the B movies that used to be on like really late ass at night in the late '80s, where like you would just turn on a TV early '90s even. So if you were up oh, yeah. late and you left your TV on, you'd be like, "What is this weird thing?" And the funny thing is, that's how I had that vague memory, and then I actually watched The Blob, and I'm like, this is not at all what I heard. You remember it better than it may be, but The Blob's cool as shit, though, yeah. It's true. Oh, it's so good. Alrighty. Next person up is going to be Panda. I am Panda. I only can only really be found in one place. That would be over on TikTok at ValkyriePanda97, or Valkyrie97. I don't know if I've changed it or not. I play the scientist here. The German mad scientist legacy kid, for the record. And to answer your question about what monster would I prefer, the kind that I can hug or pet. Because those are the best. <laughs> I say this as someone who every time I get into a D&D campaign or a tabletop campaign, I'm like, you're up against this monster. Okay, but can I pet it? No. Okay, but can I make friends with it? Because it's only a monster because it's misunderstood. I want, I want to make friends with the monster. Let me make friends with the monster. So just going to fill up the lab with a bunch of our monster friends. <laughs> this we'll see if they want to be friends back. Because, again, like I mentioned at the beginning, Duskvale, there are some monst- monsters and human beings. They are coexisting in this little town. But like anything, the monsters that I have cooked up in my notebook may or may not want to be joining. But who knows? We'll get to that portion when we get there. I feel like Panda's going to the pound and like adopting the cute monsters. Oh, you're cute. This one, maybe this one. Me, not you. No, this one we can't adopt. It, it doesn't like people. Give me five minutes. I don't Do like a- anybody. How's your best friend? Do you have animal handling as a scientist? Because that would be perfect. Just to be fair, it's the same kind of relationship that my character has with the spook. Where, so the way our my relationship is with the spook is that in exchange for helping him learn his powers, he gets to study the spook as a living experiment. And in return, he just brings him random food he makes. Nice. So to ensure the experiment, to, to ensure the experiment is still alive, and because you got to make sure it stays alive. Yeah, and then just test eyeliner on him when he's sleeping. It's fine. Oh my goodness! Alrighty. Then we just draw permanent marker on his face when Danny falls asleep. The shop just drawing permanent marker. Cool. Connor, you were going to say something? <laughs> I just wanted to point out, from a style standpoint, we have established that Danny does enjoy the goth lifestyle, so you don't need to wait until he's asleep for the eyeliner testing. Just it's already there. It's amazing. Alrighty. I'll use Danny's got like the black eyeshadow and like the black eyeliner tears running down his face and upside down cross like right here. <laughs> we wouldn't go that far quite yet, but who knows? It's still early in the campaign. But last it's not a face, mom. But last but certainly not least to give us their introduction is going to be JC. Cool. We can actually finish the intros. Man, what a thing. Anyway, hi, I'm Jace or JC Vanguard. I'm playing Mason Smith tonight. You can, who's the expert? You can either find me on my failed TikTok, of which I don't really post much on anymore, under JC Vanguard, or you could find us. Find me here on two other games here for season two, Tavern Tales and Call of the Deep. Other than that, let's play a good game. Excellent. All right. Did this become football? What's your favorite monster, by the way? 
Not my favorite, but one of one of the ones I did enjoy. The Lord of the Rings, first Lord of the Rings, the Udukai. You have went up in my friend ranking. I'm so proud of you. Love you. <laughs> I love you I too. I was up there already. Sure. I watched that with my son for the first time literally yesterday or two days ago, and he was all in on that. Like he awesome. You haven't seen Lord of the Rings until yesterday. No, I watched it. I watched it with my son, who's seven. Oh, that's it. I was like, I, I, I saw Fellowship in the theater 14 times. That thing changed how, my life. How dare you wait until you're seven? I, I like seven. how you have an exact kind of seven? how many times you went to the theater to see. I should have baptized him within the Lord of the Rings way sooner. I totally, Listen, I totally it's better sooner than later if we're being honest. But unfortunately, we are missing a player tonight. Our lovely... Actually, I'm going to call him Chris because he's the only one in this game compared to everything else we're a part of. Chris, a.k.a. Sutfin. Could not be here tonight. Who plays our lovely? Looking at my notes, Luther. Uh, I remember now. I remember why I remember this name, Luther Gray, because it's an awesome name. Who is the wronged? You can follow Chris all over the internets at various iteration of Cosmos Prefect. You can also catch him on the Academy as our Technomancer Wizard, on Neon Memories as the new kid. Which, by the way, I'm so excited for that. That's going to be a great time. As well as a couple of other projects here on Vitry, because now that he's like full time, it's great. And we love having him and everyone else here. Before we get into the recap to answer the question I presented to my players at the beginning, if I had to pick my favorite monster, because I always got to rep my Latino culture, I think the most terrifying mythological figure in that I was told as a child has to be the tale of like that one terrified me as a child. And then on NBC, they had a TV show called Grimm and they did that episode and they aired it on Halloween. I was watching, I made the mistake of watching it with the lights off at my college dorm room. I did not sleep for weeks because of how the interpretation was so accurate and terrifying. To be fair, that's like right up there with me and my cousins being stupid and in the middle of a hurricane, he decided to watch Insidious and Insidious Chapter 2 back to back with all the lights off. We were not exactly smart. Yeah. And as someone who has been ingrained into the Latin culture in general, people always come up to me and they ask me, hey, do you think that's real? I was just like, I don't answer that question because I was just like, on the one hand, maybe, but I'm not going to find out either. We ain't going to tempt fate today. See, with that but question, my logic is for some, for the tales to exist, something like it had to exist or has to have existed at some point to spawn the tale. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, that is probably my favorite monster just because of how simple but terrifying La Llorona is. Alrighty, but with introductions out of the way, let us jump into tonight's episode proper with a quick recap. So last time on Duskvale, we got a small introduction to the quaint little town of Duskvale located in the more northern region of the state of Washington. So one of those sleepy little Washington towns where monsters and human beings coexist. The residents of Duskvale are aware of the monsters and the monsters are living amongst humans. But it's one of those quiet kept secrets where everyone living there knows what's going down. But all of the tourists have no idea. And Duskvale wants to keep it that way. We got a little bit of a snapshot of our characters and just various aspects of what they're doing. Some of them were working. Some of them were just chilling. 
And of course, things took a turn a little bit when our wronged Luther was getting his bacon and breakfast going on at the diner when suddenly in walked in one. Oh my gosh, why am I blinking on names? I swear. Ah, here we go. See, it's a good thing I keep notes. Talia Forsinsa, who was an honor student from the local high school who has been missing for a couple of days, suddenly found her way into the diner and passed out where Luther took her to the hospital, where upon reaching the destination a few hours passed while she was getting treatment, come to find out that as Luther peeked in as the monitors were going off, she chanted something very scary about some seals being broken, but don't worry, we're not going to get it. Everything's going to be fine, I promise. And then died. <laughs> so, yeah, things escalated really quickly. And so Luther, with the help of his good friend, Dr. Lozano, at the hospital, got a little bit of the file, given everything that he was told. And then we ended the session where Peggio, Danny's friend in a book, Asked him that he needed to talk to him before being transported to this otherworldly ethereal plane where he got a glimpse of a premonition of what is about to go down, as well as coming face to face with the ghost of Talia Forsinsa, the honor student that just recently died. So we're going to rewind the clock a little bit, though, before we get to Danny in the other world, so to speak. We rewind a little bit to catch a glimpse of our last character who needs a full proper introduction in this story. And as the camera kind of sweeps through the sleepy city or the sleepy town of Duskvale, we happen upon John's character. So, John, why don't you introduce your character a little bit about their personality and description and what they're currently doing at the moment? <laughs> So my character's name is Jack Westwood, and Jack is 57 years old and is not, is not a cowboy type, but has lived in this sort of foresty, mountainy area for forever, for a long time. Knows everyone, has relationships and stuff, and has talked to everybody. But it's not, kind of phrase, I, it's not that Wild West cowboy feel, but there's definitely this illusion of machismo, which may or may not be true from time to time. Yeah, I'm the tough guy, but I might run away anyway. Attitude that Jack has as Jack walks around. Jack's not a drunk, but likes to drink. So tends to, will lean against this type, will lean against the post and just drink out loud until the cops may or may not stop. Or nobody cares because someone's been in this town. If you've lived in a small town like that for a while. Nobody really knows much about Jack, except for the people who do know. And those are the folks that respect him and have a history with him for sure. Have no idea what Jack looks like, but I have an idea of what Jack sounds like. And Jack definitely thinks he's cooler than he is. That makes sense. Oh, I'm so excited to see what this sounds like. This is going to be good. Could you give me the name one more time? Jack Westwood. <laughs> I love it. Oh, this is going to be great. Where he's is... The chosen, right? Yes, he is the yeah, chosen playbook. Chosen. Yeah. <laughs> so Jack is currently sitting on some steps out in front of it could it's not like an office building but it could be an abandoned office building i'm not exactly sure but it's just a big building just sitting on the steps and every now and then is taking a sip out of a flask and just looking as cars drive by waiting for a ride that never usually comes this is going to be a very silly question to ask but <laughs> does jack is not technologically challenged is he 
obviously good as apparent in 2023 is. So I can text you. I'm going to spell it wrong. I might send you the wrong emoji. But so, you know, so what I'm understanding is Cameron's going to have to do all the tech shit for him. Not necessarily. I mean, I, 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 you know, <laughs> knows what search engines are, knows what the internet is, but it's still, what is this strange magic in this thing? Just like, send a, a lot of eggplant emojis thinking that it's just food. No, not. <laughs> what do you want from the grocery store? And it's just all eggs. innuendos, but really it's, oh, you want two eggs and a peach? What do you want two eggs and a peach? <laughs> oh for? my gosh, that is, um, this is going to be a lot of fun. I asked this question because I was just like, you mentioned a ride that never comes. It's like, he fails to do Uber or Lyft. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Has no concept. This is, I have the app, but no one ever picks me up. Like that kind of thing. Oh my goodness, this is so much fun. So, Jack, as you're sitting there waiting for a ride that never will arrive, <laughs> so to speak. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm assuming this is like a daily thing where he just sits there and just watches... <laughs> Sure. My take is there might have been a time in this town where someone would drive by and go, hey, Jack, you need a ride? But all those people are gone. They're not there anymore. Or the folks where you'd be like, hey, can you take me up to... They're not there. He doesn't want to hitchhike because he has experiences with that. But there's a sense of, I know them? No, I don't. It's too far to walk, certain things. Maybe I end up in my home. Maybe I end up sleeping here. Not homeless. There's a home, but definitely itinerant. I could put it that way. <laughs> Damn, okay, this gets so this gets more interesting by the minute. <laughs> oh, poor Jackie. All right. So Jack, as you're kind of in there waiting for a ride that never comes, you just across the street. This is a daily occurrence. You see the other denizens of Duskvale, so to speak, kind of going about their business, and you just see just a couple of things. You see a young couple walking down the street, just talking and laughing or whatever they're doing. People across at this little ma and pa kind of restaurant outside eating and enjoying the company. A little bit down the sidewalk, you see a couple kids playing Foursquare on the sidewalk, so to speak. And as you're watching these kids play Foursquare, the ball bounces out of the court and then it slowly bounces its way to you. Where a young kind, a young boy runs up and not really paid attention is focused on getting the ball back and doesn't see you sitting there. And so the ball just taps on your foot before coming to a stop. And then the young boy just grabs it and then just looks up at you. Oh, mister. Hi. You're here a lot. <laughs> yeah. Do you and you see this young boy? Just trying to find the words. He looks to be about like maybe five or six years old at this point. So has the capability to have a conversation, but not the depth. Doesn't have the skills to hold a conversation in depth. So I know exactly of what you speak. Carry on. So this young boy is just and then he's like, can, do you can I sit here and just points. I'm going to there's a bit of a glare and silence, which I won't act out now because that's bad podcasting. But there's an awkward silence here for a second. And the six-year-old, I would think, just has that sort of naive, are you going to answer moment. And I will scoot over enough to give space and just motion to the other part of the step where I was previously. <laughs> so this young boy just happily obliges and just sits next to you and is staring across the street as you were doing moments ago. And he just tilts his head a little bit, doing all these weird positions. Where are you looking at, mister? I was looking for my friends. Oh, 
are they are are they waiting for you? Are you are they late? Like, where are you meeting them? What are you gonna do? And starts to rapid fire like all these questions. <laughs> Some of them moved away. Some of them are never coming back. Some of them I have to stay 150 yards away from. Standard type of stuff. And of course, you know, this six-year-old is just, oh, one time I had a friend and he also moved away. I don't get to see him a lot, but my mommy lets me talk with him on the phone. Why don't you call your friends? Jack's going to reach into his pocket and pull out a flip phone from 2003 and say, you know how these even work? I've been charging this for 15 years. I don't even know. Oh, you know what? And the kid just, the boy takes your phone a little bit. This looks like the one that I used to play with my baby sister, like when she was born and just looks at it. Where's the, and tries to touch the screen on it. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, exactly. You don't even know. I don't know how it works. It used to ring all the time when I had friends and now it just, it's always on. No one's calling. This young boy just looks at you. If you can't call them, do you know where they live? Oh, yeah. I know exactly where they live. Oh, then you can just walk over. Like me, sometimes when I'm going to visit my friend Jack, like he lives across the street. So my mommy lets me cross the street. She has to watch me because in case cars come, I, I'm not allowed to cross the street while ca- cars are coming. But since if you know where they live, mister, maybe you can go see them. Maybe one day I'll do that. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And as this young boy is about to ask another question from down the block where the rest of his friends are, it's like, hey, Pete, are you coming back? We're waiting for you. Oh, sorry, guys. I'm on my way. And just hops off the step, takes a couple of steps with the ball, turns around and sticks out his little head. The Navy's Peter, sir. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> I offer my hand as well, and I say, Jack. Can I be your friend? <laughs> they shake, so their hands connect and they shake. And I say, of course, Pete. Of course. And you just see Pete smile and says, awesome. I'll see you later. And then just runs back over to his friends and resumes playing Foursquare with them. Jack takes watches Pete cross the street to start playing Foursquare again, and then takes out his flask, takes a hit from the flask, and puts the flask back into said vest jacket pocket. And then Jack searches his pockets and goes, the kid took my phone. Wait a minute. Hey! And Jack goes to stand up, but has been sitting, drinking passively too long, and immediately kind of slips and falls over, trying to stand up, trying to get his bearings. Oh no. Hold up. Let me see. Do I want to make you roll for this? <laughs> Listen, when you set up something like, you know what? I'm going to make you roll something here. Let me just take a look at exactly what I want you to roll. Here we go. I need a d6, right? All d6s? You need two d6. Perfect. Let's see. Technically, this doesn't. Let's see. This could be potential stress or danger just because I think it's hilarious. I'm going to have you roll act under pressure. <laughs> OK, Done. so sure. you are going to take your 2d6 and you're going to roll with your plus cool. So whatever rating you have for your cool, you're going to roll 2d6 and either add or subtract 
or don't add anything at all <laughs> if it's zero. I think my cool, my cool is a plus two. I think I had that's the one I picked was the max of that. So I got plus two cool. Okay, so roll two d six and then add the plus two to see what happens. Oh. Eleven. Lit. All right, on a ten plus, you do what you set out to do, which in this case is not to injure yourself like it's a recover like i trip and stumble but i recover so well that people are like wow he's standing up really gracefully was able to oh yeah so yeah oh you fell on your face he that would have been just as fun but nah he succeeded jack you catch yourself you are now standing and you realize that pete has your phone still i'm gonna think about it i'm gonna watch pete and playing foursquare with all his friends and stuff and i'm gonna go i don't need it anyway and I'm going to turn. I'm just going to start walking a direction. All righty. So you definitely do that. I need a specific you walk one. Add direction. direction. Jack doesn't know. He's Jack's still not not sure what if the never eat shredded wheat direction is right now. Love it. Oh my goodness. This is going to be good. I cannot wait. As Jack is continuing to walk in, who knows whatever direction he's going into. I would say, Jack, you do get a text message. You, you don't have your phone on you. I know, it's canon. If the phone rings, Pete has the phone. Oh, we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> I just want to say, I love Pete. And if Pete dies, I'm going to rage. Nah, I would never hurt children. That's my big no-no. <laughs> Alrighty. Meanwhile, so as Pete is playing Foursquare with <laughs> his friends... He does have your phone in his pocket, Jack, where suddenly it vibe. I guess vi- do flip. Yeah, flip phones vibrated. It did. It's been a while. It sounded like pages. Even, the, even the blocks did. Good <laughs> <laughs> knowledge. Yep. <laughs> I'm trying to remember because I only had a flip phone for like middle school and then I upgraded to actual touchscreen. But in elementary block. school, I had uh, the razor from T-Mobile in elementary school, and they did in fact vibrate. They would buzz across the damn table. Just you get a, t- you just get someone calling you. I feel so table. wounded. You had a razor in elementary school. My goodness, that hurts me. I remember <laughs> because I, I had need of a razor. What can I say? I couldn't afford a razor. I got one. I lasted a month. I couldn't afford the payment, so I had to give it back. <laughs> It was gifted to me because I walked home from elementary school, so I needed a razor. I feel that the pay-as-you-go phones, uh, we missed those. But anyways, so the phone vibrates, and Pete is just, what is this? And just takes it out, unflips it, and Pete's, who is Angel Dust? Now, just to quickly go through. So I mentioned in the la- towards the end of last episode, Angel Dust is the moniker of whoever runs the local newspaper here in Duskvale. For you, John, since you weren't here for this description, Angel Dust is an inspiration from the Scooby-Doo cartoon, Mystery Incorporated, with the DJ radio host, Angel so like african-american love her she's great so this is my inspiration for this whatever instead of it's definitely the spider hooker (laughs) shut up (laughs) anyways we'll talk off camera but anyways as pete is reading this it is the it is the same notification that everyone else got about the passing of natalia for sinsa and now we're going to cut over back to Mr. Danny. Danny, where we left you and for a lesser or better term, your friend, the ink 
monster demon thing in your little book, Apeggio, are still in this ethereal plane and are face to face with the ghosts of Talia Forsinsa kind of just floating there in this etherealness. Apeggio kind of just goes over to you, Danny. It's like, see, this is what I'm telling you, Danny. I was like, things get weird here. I figured something was wrong, but I didn't realize how weird it was going to get. Yeah, that uh, out of character for a moment. Is this the most in-depth, like, first time that I would go into this kind of realm thing with Apeggio? Oh, yeah. So I feel okay. So I feel that you and Apeggio have had like small, like increments of getting into this. But even he's just things are out of whack here. I wasn't expecting to bring you in until like level six of your training. Got it. Okay. So he's even baffled as what is happening. Okay. Is she in a trance still? Was she in a trance from my perspective? She's having, she had a, I wouldn't say a full blown conversation because she just word vomited to you that she needed your help. But she seems to be all there in better terms she's just i would say standing there but it's more like she's floating there okay then yeah as apeggio orbits around me ethereally yeah danny's going to consciously trying to be cooler than he actually feels and approach talia talia right yes talia for Thank you. Um, yeah, so Danny is going to approach Talia, and they're going to say, Hi, so you're, you're dead, and how is that for you? So Talia just, just blinks and looks at you, Danny. Yeah? It's a thing? Yeah. You said you wanted help, and clearly I'm here with my friend Apeggio. So like we're, you could say we're like the experts. So what can we do to help you? Word spooky finger guns right there. Mikey's in a break. Hold on. His discord's fighting him. Wait, I'll be good. It's like 20 minutes on. So we're like 20 minutes on the recording, right? What did I miss? And why did I just come back to it? Just being dead silent. Because Mikey's discord is having a fighting problem. So his, Green is blank right now. I'm gonna oh, I wanna make a fine. note of this around when this is. Yeah. <laughs> Did you make a note of to when we actually quote unquote recorded so that you can get a timeline? Yeah, so we know where to go for the editing. Yeah. Or we could just make a lot of noise real quick so we can get skip to the point when we're about to start again. Because he's gonna That's true. Hey, when you see... edit, do you see the do you see the sound files? We yeah. do so see you... the graphs, yeah. The way so we'll just make uh, we'll just scream into the mic, spike in the decibels on it, and then you'll be able to find out where to start again. No, I don't need uh, to go really deaf quick, when Kate I'm editing. John, I don't know if you were able anyway. to look at your DMs at all, or if it even went through. Oh, his whole laptop crashed. Can you drop the bots and bring them back? Do you have that access, Shiro? I, I do, but I don't know what the command is. Let's see. Dad might be able to. I know Dad knows the command. Just because I think it'd be easier for... Oh, well, wait, he's here. He's here. That was quick. Probably popped in on his phone. Oh, you literally just click it. Oh, oh, that's very easy. I totally could have stopped them, but. Oh, that. There we go. We were going to stop the recording so you could make it easier because we were just going to fuck around. I made a note of it. It'll be fun. It'll yeah. be easy to fix. Maybe. All right. Let me check to make sure this works properly. There we go. Let me get my microphone back up. 
Yeah, that's weird. My laptop just died. And- All right. Apologies. <laughs> All right. Technically, sorry, it is. But are you really sorry? Technically, it was my laptop's fault, so I'm innocent. But anyways, Connor, what was the last thing that you heard from me before my computer decided to die? It was Talia saying, yeah, about being dead. And it's a thing. Oh, okay. So here we go. Yeah, being dead is a new thing for me. I don't know exactly how I should feel about this whole thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's like one of those weird things. Technically, when you're dead, that's it. But I'm having a conversation with you. So that means I'm not fully dead. Like, I'm still trying to work out the parameters of how this whole situation works. Yeah, I get that. See, and with me and Apeggio here, we're like, um, we could be like your guides right here. And we've got clearly some awesome powers that are not in any way unstable or difficult to figure out or define. Why don't you tell us what you need and we can help facilitate that in a very professional and helpful kind of way. Oh my gosh, did Danny and Apeggio just become unofficial secretaries for the dead? 100%. (laughs) Yes! 100%. Don't know how it happened, not taking it back. You're literally her guide to the other side, yes. (laughs) Cool. I love he has it. friends on the other side. Got it. it exactly. That's ugh, it's so good. Anyways, so Talia just floats there for a couple of seconds and just looks around and then looks at you in a pet. It's not the fact that I'm dead that surprises me. It's the fact that I'm still here, I guess, is the best way to put it. But since you offered, do you want to help put me to rest? <laughs> Yeah, that sounds great. I was wondering, though, could I maybe ask you some questions first, help you through that process, and maybe we can help each other kind of understand the situation a little better. Can you fill out this questionnaire? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love it. No, so Talia's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that would probably be helpful. Okay, where do you want to start? I'm sorry. Danny, was it? Yeah, I'm Danny. It's nice to meet you. And this is Apeggio, and he's he's like my sidekick. <laughs> Apeggio just looks at you and says, I'm what now? <laughs> yeah, the sidekick. Like, the one who, the comic relief, the one that everyone really falls in love with, but really, <laughs> I'm the hero of the story. It's a complicated <laughs> thing, but we'll get it. We'll really nail this dynamic after a little bit of work. Apeggio just looks at you, Danny, and is like, right, sidekick. Hey, kid, how's it going? Name's Apeggio. <laughs> Atalia just looks at you. Hi. It just <laughs> nervously waves. Yeah, yeah. What do you what do you remember about your last moments of living? Because you were saying some like really messed up stuff, and I just want to make sure am I in any imminent danger kind of thing. Let me think. So I remember being at the hospital. I remember my dad being there. Before that, I remember walking into a diner where I met someone. And then before that, and she just closes her eyes a little bit. And (laughs) Danny, as you see her close her eyes as she thinks out loud. Before that, I was running through the forest from something. And so as a reminder, you, Apeggio and Talia are currently on top of what basically is like a reflective surface, like a mirror, in a sense, from last time. And as you see her kind of think out loud and talk about it, underneath you on this reflective surface cauldron, so to speak, as witches are able to peer in to see memories and things like that, you see the memories faintly form as Talia is talking out loud about it. 
So you see through her perspective, her father is talking to her, but you can't make out the words. And then when she talks about the diner, it plays out the scene of her walking in, seeing our good old waitress, as well as Luther, who's just looking and wondering what's happening. And as she begins to recall her memories of running through the forest from something, you get a more intense version of her perspective where she's running through the woods and you can't see what's chasing her, but you just hear footsteps as well as a cacophony of what sounds like guttural grunts and heavy breathing. And as the vision kind of focuses more of her breathing heavily and hiding behind a bush, she peers up a little bit. And as she turns to run, you just see her vision fall forward as she falls to the ground. And the last thing is her clawing her way of something on the ground as she's getting pulled back in before the vision goes out of focus. And as soon as that vision goes out of focus, Talia kind of just floats back out of shock a little bit. And you can see her grabbing her hands a little bit and putting them up to her head. And you just see her go paler, I guess is the best way to put it, because she's already a ghost. But you start to see her full on panicking and just starting to shut in to herself. Okay. Danny is going to, I guess, just react. Talia, Talia, hey, that was really good. That's really amazing. We saw things from your perspective, and that's really that's going to give us the opportunity to give you justice and lay you to rest here. And I don't know if I've said it earlier, but I am sorry for your passing. This is not a moment to be taken lightly, but I think you can help us. And I just need you to hang on and really focus on these last moments. And we can make sure that everything turns out right for everyone that you've left behind. As you say this, Danny, Talia kind of begins to calm herself down a little bit, regain her composure a little bit, and just breeze in and breeze out. And just looks at you. Thank you. Yeah, I I remember bits and pieces, but they're kind of all scattered. And Danny, as you see, she just puts her head to her temple a little bit. And as she's massaging it at the angle of her hand on her wrist, you see a five leaf clover with a red eye and smack dab in the center of it. A tattoo? Yes. Does it look new or does it look old? I would say it's new-ish in the sense like it was it's new in the sense that she got it like weeks ago is the best way of putting it. So it's it's not brand spanking new, but she's had it for a couple of weeks already. Okay. Um, Can I investigate a mystery? You most certainly can. So go ahead and roll for me on investigate a mystery. That is is going to be roll plus sharp. Yeah, and I have plus one to sharp. Ooh, that is a 12 total. It's a five and a six plus one. Heck yeah. So on the plus 10, you get to, wow, you get to hold two. (laughs) All right. Oh, this is my favorite move in the whole game. Uh, All right. So, yeah. As you look at the list, so for the listening audience, there is a move in this game called Investigative Mystery based on the success. Our characters get to ask from a list of questions in regards to what is happening. So the list of questions that Danny can ask, so he gets the hold two, so he gets to ask two of these questions. What happened here? What sort of creature is it? 
What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? And what is being concealed here? Which is probably my favorite question, honestly. Mine too. So I'm going to start with what happened here. And I'm going to, if you'll allow it, I want to look at her like pieced up memories and minority report peeds through it kind of thing to figure out like the actual timeline if there was any kind of glimpse or instance that would give me some kind of insight as to the actual like wound that killed her and what caused that wound that kind of path of things before i go into my second question okay that's easy enough to do so The fun fact is that even though she is a ghost, Danny, as you take in some observations just with her floating there. I mean, granted, she's technically in a hospital gown because that was the last thing she was in before she died. And as you are looking at her, observing her as she's floating there, so to speak, you outside of the tattoo on her wrist. You don't see any external injuries that could have indicated like what exactly killed her. But the one thing that you do notice is that kind of where her heart is, at least what you can see from the hospital gown, you see that there is a little bit of what looks to be a small patch of dried up blood where the heart is, so to speak, as the best way I can describe it. But other than that little discrepancy in her her appearance, there's nothing really externally that is showing what could have indicated that she died, what she died of more, so to speak. And then for my second question, I'm going to go with what is being concealed here, focusing on, again, the visual evidence that I have access to, including the tattoo. Okay. And the fun part is with the spooky, Apeggio acts as like your in partner in crime, so to speak, when it comes to this. As you're looking at Talia, Danny, Apeggio kind of drips over, but is the best way to describe it, because he has an ink blob demon thing. So he walks over, but he's dripping all over the place. <laughs> Apeggio comes over to you and whispers in your ear, Danny, is like, hey, kid, I've seen that symbol on her wrist somewhere before. I can't exactly put my finger on it, but it's given me some very harsh vibes and I don't like it. Oh, did uh, do you think it's like a band thing or something more <laughs> sinister than that? Oh, Danny, my poor sweet boy. I have had a lifetime of watching bands rise and fall, and this one doesn't give me that kind of thing. I'm getting a more sinister aura. No, I can't put it. I can't exactly put my finger on what or why. If we looked into it a little bit more, maybe we would could figure it out. But ah, my memory's drawing a blank. As you see, Apeggio just tapping his finger across his forehead. I got nothing, kid. Okay. Can you remember what that looks like so we can, when we're out of this whole ethereal thing? We can like sketch that up and cross-reference and do other professional investigative things. Oh, most certainly. Give me a sec. And you see Apeggio wave his hand a little bit as he picks it and sticks his hand inside of his own inky arm and pulls out a little paintbrush and also goes back in and pulls out a little bit of a paper 
and kind of just looking at the thing, paints it, and then just puts it in his chest and is like, all right, we're good to go. And Danny's going to continue. Sorry, he pulled it out of himself? He is an ink blob. We'll get into more on that a little bit later. But Danny, proceed, please. (laughs) Danny's going to continue his aside with Apeggio and lean in and go, look, Apeggio, you've been really helpful. And uh, I just want to let you know, I'm feeling really over my head here. And I'm talking to a ghost. And so I don't really know what to do here. So I'm just going to wing it. And I guess we'll just... We'll just do a little post-action replay later on to see if I'm missing anything. Kid, like I said, I wasn't expecting to get this far so soon in your training, so to speak. Though, I agree. You're way in over your head. I'm way in over my head here. I'm only like a level three when it comes to this kind of thing. And I have yet to encounter, or at least I think I haven't encountered this. I don't know. Remember... You're the newest person that has gotten attached to me, so my former lives, whatever they would be, I don't really remember them so well. However, I do know one thing, Danny. Don't you have your brother who's into this kind of spooky dookie type of shit that you can call? I don't want to bring Max into this. He's just (laughs) going to come in and he's going to be way cooler at this than I am. And like, he's got his magic stuff. Why can't I have the cool goth stuff? This is a ghost. This is so cool. This could be my thing. Danny, Danny, or I should say in this case, Daniel. Come on, (laughs) Daniel. Trust me, I agree with you 100%. Just between me and you, you're the cooler one between you and Max. But I admit that your brother probably knows more about this. And not just your brother, you may also want to give your other, can we call them friends, associates, acquaintances? Like, what's the term we're using that for with them? I guess you could call them friends. They just, I feel like they just don't understand me. And this is my life now, and I'm really trying to make a name for myself and keeping it separate from their accomplishments and just generally how cool they are. And I just feel, yeah. For her, for Talia, this is important. This is, this, yeah, it's, I'll call him in on this. That's fine. What should we, should we do with Talia? Should we put her to rest or should we like keep her around and see if we can get more information and stuff? So this is what I do know. In order for a ghost to be put to rest, whatever unfinished business that they have going on, they, can't, we, they need to get it done. It seems that once she figures out how she died, I think she could be laid to rest. Until then, we need to figure out what or who or how and why and just all the other questions that begin with W to figure out what the hell is happening here. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay. All right. I'm going to. All right. I'm going to wing this and we're going to see how this goes. Okay. Dan, Danny's going to turn back to Talia, realizing that he's been talking way too loud and she probably heard everything and put him in his professional voice. And Talia, so speaking with a cohort, cohort Apeggio here, I think what's going to be best is if you come with us and if you could maybe follow me around, and then we can make sure that whatever harmed you and ended your life. Again, sorry about that, by the way. But then we could make sure that doesn't happen to anyone else. And through that, we can get you peace and move you on to the next stage of your afterlife. 
Talia kind of just sits there and just or sits there, floats there. Yeah, floats there and just quietly just nods and just floats towards your direction as if to give you the nonverbal okay. It was like, yeah, let's go. Okay. Yeah. We and now we're gonna we're gonna leave wherever this is and go back to where we were. Correct. As Apeggio is just ah, all right. Let me work my magic, kid. And you just you see Apeggio just put his hands out in front of him as he coalesces the ink running down from his body and they start to pool and formulate around in front of him. And you just see the ink go up and up until this very goopy, inky doorway kind of coalesces a little bit and is like, all right, let's get back to the game shop of yours, Danny. Okay. And uh, yeah, I just had a thought. I took the sight move. For, from the spooky playbook, would that mean that I can see Talia in the physical realm? Yes, it would. Okay. Cool. Sorry, I had to get that out there. Planning ahead. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so this inky doorway is now in front of you. Okay. I'm going to turn to Talia and... Okay, Talia, I'm... We're going to go through here, and from there, just stay close to me, and I promise you we will do whatever we need to do to bring you peace. And Danny will blindly grab and put a hand in the ink and then glide through. Okay. So, you, Danny, you just... The door. It feels a little gross because it is, like, bubbly ink. But you push it open, and you, Apeggio, and Talia walk through the door... And after readjusting your vision a little bit, you find yourself back in the back room of your game store. Excellent. And I can see Talia. Oh, yeah. Talia is still there. Okay, I'm going to turn around and see her for the first time and visibly jump in a very uncool way. I'm like, yeah, as I thought, I can totally see you. So that's I guess I'm going to text. I'm going to text Max now. And uh, <laughs> I will pull out my not flip phone, but my modern phone that is not an iPhone because Danny, like me, does not enjoy the Apple products. And I'm going to shoot a text to Max and say, hey, and just send that. It'll be a couple of minutes before you get back a what's up with dot question mark. There's a ghost in the store and I think she needs help. Come by. I have coffee. I'll tell you the details. Send. After after a short delay, you'll get a dot. I'll grab Jack. Okay. And I'm going to put on the big pot of coffee. Excellent. Alrighty. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, Danny, you get the pot of coffee going. Max, you're on your way. Somewhere along the way, you pick up Jack. And then also you end up picking (laughs) you end up shooting a text to Mason and the mad scientist as well for them to meet at the lab. Oh, not the lab, the game store. Get your phone, man. I've been trying to call you for the last like hour. Oh, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) Where's your phone? I've been trying to reach you for the last like hour. Yeah, Jack. Pete still has your phone, bro. (laughs) 
I missed it. Am I in the game store? <laughs> I just picked you up. You just picked me up? Yeah. Okay. Nobody calls me. The one time you tried to call me, you cut today? Really? Today? It's been a long day, all right? My brother just texted me about the ghost. And you'll notice I am, like, dripping wet. Like, yeah. I just took a fucking bath in a lake. Why are you so wet? That's, that's how... Listen, I... There was a book about demons. I was dealing with... I don't want to talk about it. It's fair. I don't want to talk about it. I need a new phone anyway. Apparently my phone is a toddler's toy. This kid told me he used to play with it with his baby sister. I... It was a pretty old phone. I liked it, though. Maybe the store will have one, man. I... They sell those still? Can I just get the same phone? Because I don't need another. I don't like your chances, but we can find out. Yeah. All my numbers are in there. Huh. I'm going to <laughs> take a <laughs> at the realization of all this. I'm going to take a slip from sip from the flask and put it back into my vest coat ish pocket or whatever. Where are we going? Like I said, my brother texted me about the ghost. We got to go see what's uh, up with that. Is he still weird? Yeah. Who's not though, right? I'm not judging, I'm just saying though. Let's be honest. Everybody we know, weird. Oh, look at me. I look at look have you seen me? You look like you're doing great. Yeah. I look like a homeless person from the sixties. I didn't want to say it, but yeah. Oh, yeah. I know what I look I know what I look like. I'm hungry. Do you want do you want to stop and grab something? Like this didn't sound that serious. I don't know if we have time. Is it a ghost? Like a real ghost? Or is this another one of those that's a ghost thing? I, you said ghost. Alright. Alright. Let's go find a ghost. Excellent. <laughs> when I'm texting Mason about the problem, I'm gonna tell him to pick up some donuts on his way. Be like, yo, pick up the donuts, bro. <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. Alrighty. So, through various points, all of you start to converge your way over to the gaming shop, and all of you subsequently enter it, and yeah, so all of you will be now officially be in the same room. We're going to take a quick break here to do some bio. I also have to take care of some stuff as well really quickly. So, go ahead and do your thing, get some water, take a bathroom break, all that good stuff. But let's see, we'll give it about 10 minutes or so, and then we will be right back. This has been a Vibe Tribe production. Remember, take care of each other, love one another, and as always, keep those good times rolling. We'll see you next time.